Tom Bernard Show with Hackmaster Ralph to Vashman MD. Catherine Brandt, special guests. Joey Brandmeyer. Joan Steppen Brandmeyer. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. You know, it sounds like a happy day show. Joe and Joni. It does. Joey and Joni. You know, it's so know. funny when you when you say that. I heard you this morning talk about how this happiness and kindness is going to wreck your careers. So I think we're here to see how many people we can get to turn off. That's our goal. <laughs> oh, it's true. Honestly, God, people will hate it if I'm nice. This, this is an up with people kind of a show. <laughs> it's an up with people Maybe kind of a show. Maybe you just do like exactly one right. episode a week of happy just happy that's it yeah so they know when to tune out <laughs> well we gotta take it we'll be back in two minutes i'll tell you why i'm in such a good mood because it was very very nice it was very nice it's a great plus they're here yeah exactly you saw joe last well we'll talk we'll we'll be right right back after break tom bernard show Walzer automotive group started in minnesota over 60 years ago most people know something about the walzer way Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You know what? Cassie's now playing all this really happy music. She was forced to listen to Turn R. To Kelly's I Admit. Have you heard that? I didn't listen to it. I looked at the lyrics online. Oh. We played about a half a minute of oh, it. It was really? just so it was so repetitious and horrible. Yeah. I couldn't get through all the lyrics, so no, it's awful. It's funny. I did think the line, how are you going to call me a pedophile, was very touching. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's Poignant. not the greatest. Okay, before we get down to talk business, you're going to stay the whole hour, aren't you? Oh, you, I'll stay as long as you don't kick me out. Joan, get out. It's unbelievable. I take, I take that literally. I will leave. <laughs> well, that won't be happening. Um, I ran into Joe, yeah. and Joan was hiding from me. She wouldn't come near me at uh, Rosalie Vassalero's. Uh, I didn't even know you were there. Wait a minute. Your wife was waving at my granddaughter, who I was wrestling with at a table not very far from you. I didn't even know it was you then. You had your back to me? Well, yeah, I look different. It's been 20 years. No, since you had you. So in other words, I saw the back of your head. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really good at those kinds of events. One, I won't even mention her name, but but one of the people, I kept looking at her going, I know that woman from somewhere, but she cut her hair very short, and I couldn't even recognize her. Kim? Uh, no. It was, Tim, uh, it was uh, Tom. Angie Wicca. And it, yeah, it was Angie Oh, Wicca. yeah, yeah. I, I looked at her and went, I know her from somewhere, but she's always had very long <laughs> hair. We're not talking about her hair choices. We're talking about your mental issue. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> no, she is also one of the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. She's yeah, a wonderful person. She but, is. Very nice. So I saw Joe there. Yeah. And we talked about Jonathan, his brother who was instrumental in morning radio across America for a long time. Um, Jonathan Brandmeier, 
What's the name of his band again? Johnny in the Leisure Suits. Johnny in the Leisure Suits. There you go. That was it. They, how many name. dates did they play a year? You know, they played. They didn't play a lot, but when they did, it was sold out. It was crazy huge. crowd. Alpine Valley sold out. Tens yeah. of thousands huge. of people. It, it was nuts. And they it were was. tight. They were so they were good. good. That was yeah. a good band. I think that's what brought them. Not only the craziness, but also the band and the musicians were really tight musicians. People don't realize this, but uh, as far as news anchors are concerned... And as far as radio is concerned, Chicago is a much better market than New York. Don't you think the oh. TV people and local TV in New York are terrible? Yes. Yeah, an experience comes to mind. I was out there doing oh. doing something with the network, the NBC network, and, and it was the night that John Belushi died, so that oh, tells you how God. old I am. Yeah. And they, <laughs> yes, it does. And, and they put something on the air was again the night John Belushi died and right. it was the video of him from one of his movies going into quicksand and disappearing. Oh no. Just think of the visual oh, no. with that. It's like those are the kinds of choices you make apparently in Yeah, York, I guess. You know? I guess. But but morning radio, well all radio to tell you the truth, uh, in Chicago Chicago was the best radio market ever as far as I'm concerned. You know, New York well, basically, in New York, you ended up with Howard, who basically ripped off Steve, Steve Dalzak. Yeah. I mean, he did. Yeah. I, I, I told him that myself. Steve Dahl invented that whole thing. Right. They worked together at the same time. They didn't work together, but at the same time in Detroit. And then Steve returned to Chicago, and Howard went to, I think, Washington, D.C., or some, went somewhere from there. Right. But that is Steve Dahl. That's not... Howard didn't invent any of that stuff. Right, right. Steve Dahl was talking about when it was, you know, Steve and Gary and all that back yeah. in the day. He was talking about, uh, I can't remember the reverend's, the, the reverend's name, but he followed a, a, a faith healer. He would go to the these services by a faith healer. And this guy would would pretend to heal everybody. Yeah. You know? And then Dahl would go back to Chicago, go on the air, and just rip the hell out of the guy for being a fraud. <laughs> so he said... I went there this weekend, but it was a real problem, man. I was in there, and somebody told him that I was there. He knew that I was there. And he was up in the pulpit, and he said, I understand, I have this feeling anyway, that we have an interloper in the audience. And I want you to know, Mr. Interloper, that if you don't leave, I will pinch your throat. <laughs> One of the greatest stories of all time. But yeah, Jonathan is going into the, inspired. Jonathan, your brother's going into the National Radio Hall of Fame, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. Uh, send this to Jonathan. Jonathan, they have to come. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Can we get that cut? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just clip that out for you me? You have to go. Yeah, I'm, you do. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It well, is. I mean, it's just it's so phenomenal. Was is it the, the the way they produced the event or? First of all, you'll feel great because. Everybody else that's going in is a radio guy. In other words, they're douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel much better about yourself. <laughs> Seriously, those people, weren't they a massive pain in the ass? Yeah. I mean, they were not oh, pleasant people. Geez. They were not. Wow. You mean... You know, Bobby Bones was a nice enough guy. Yeah. But a couple of them were, like, really arrogant. And you're in radio. Just calm down. <laughs> I, you know, it's that kind that's of That's better than radio. Come on. Yeah, well, plus, it's just, it's just the fact of just being, you know, a proud little brother. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because we're, we're very close. And, you, I mean, yep, you obviously yep. come from a big family. And we have, yep. so there's six of us, five boys, a girl. So we just, you know, we do everything. We're going to see him a few weeks up in up north in, in northern Wisconsin. Yeah. So we do our little thing. and. You just want to be there just because there's, you're like, hey, Johnny. There's three more of you other than you and John. Uh, five, oh, five boys, one girl. Oh, my God. Yeah, three yeah. more boys. Try, right. Try putting them all on a uh, pontoon for eight hours. And... So is there eight a Jimmy? So is yeah. there Johnny? Yeah. Johnny, Jimmy, Joey, That's Jeffy. And then Mary and Michael are twins. <laughs> and, oh, so they went with him. Uh, well, and Johnny's driving, and he won't let the women off to go to the bathroom unless it's a real emergency. <laughs> <laughs> That's no so it's like, either. I can't have anything to drink. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> sitting in the back dehydrating yes. for eight hours. Oh, I think we talked about that before, that, that there are five boys in my family. It's Terry, Tom, Todd, Tony, and Troy. Uh, so oh, my gosh. Same thing. That's funny. Well, it's my mom was going to do with the twins, which are Mary and Michael. Yeah. yeah. She was going to do Jack and Jill. Oh, so it'd be oh, Johnny, Jimmy, Joey, Jack and Jill, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Good Catholic names. Yeah, they're, very, oh, yeah, they're all yeah. Catholic. And they're Except so unique, too. They're very unique. You very seldom hear Jim, Joey, Tom, <laughs> Tom, Terry. Right. Well, my mother was going to name my youngest brother. His name is Troy. 
and she was going to name him Tyrone. I said, Mom, we live in North Minneapolis. You're going to name a white kid Tyrone? I don't yeah, think it's a good idea. Yeah, he'll get beat up just because. <laughs> so, you stole our culture. <laughs> exactly. You stole our culture. Honest to God. It's just, Cultural appropriation. Tyrone. I mean, Tyrone's a great name, don't get me wrong, but it's just... Was she thinking of Tyrone Powers? I think so. Oh, yeah, probably. Tyrone Power, yeah that's, yeah. that's the whole deal. But tell Jonathan, All right. you're coming, because I said so. Why don't you come with us? Oh, I should go to New York. Is it November? And I said, we're not here to see you. We're with Tom. <laughs> that's right. He, came. he voted for you. He can That's come. right. So that's good. Can we swear on podcasts? Yeah. No. Cassie will no. okay, edit Don't it out. Edit. No, I won't that. swear. It'll be, you can do whatever you want. But Jones. in any, any case, I just wanted to get that out of the way that, that your family, well, you're a very talented guy yourself. And Jonathan, uh, he kind of changed radio. I mean, he did. There's yeah. no doubt about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of fun doing it, too. Cause he, he did, could, yeah. You could just feel the excitement, you know, when he's on the air. He just loves what he's doing. He didn't really care. I remember him telling me this once. He, he goes, I don't care if there's one person listening or a yeah, million people. He I goes, understand I'm going to do the same show. I mean, you should know that. It's just, you just yep. love doing it. So. He does the show on the pontoon. Yeah. <laughs> does he, he does. Really? We actually Pretty break. Much, yeah. Well, we broke into something last time we were up there. Oh, and it, we it went for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Never broke character. He yeah. didn't break character. We went into it. Yeah. I can't remember. We were selling some play. Oh, play. We were Selling a, a new play a Broadway on Broadway musical, yeah, a new Broadway okay. musical. Well, that'll, that'll work. Run Absolutely. Joey, run Joey, run. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to run? It, it was a song he played and nobody knew. You remember? Oh the yeah, run, yeah, I remember Joey, Joey, Joey run. Yeah, absolutely. So nobody run, knew that song. And anyway, it's a long they story. They didn't. But, yeah, I know, but I know. No. Why should I know hit. that song? But Run Joey, run, run was a pretty big hit. Actually. Of course, it's just, it was. So that's I it. Was a I've been in radio. Stupid. I've been in radio since I was 18. I've heard every song ever written. Yes, yeah. you have. Yeah, yeah. Are you like Johnny, where if I just give you a song, you can tell me who wrote it or who performs it? Or I try to avoid them now because I'm, I'm worn out. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really worn <laughs> he's out. He's like a walking Shazam. I mean, he's oh, just, yeah. Yeah, he, oh, absolutely. He knows them all. There's no doubt about that. But I. Uh, all right, so you come with us, and you're coming with us, you guys? Yeah, yeah we'll, we should go and then just walk in and go, I, I don't care if you, you're mad that we're here. They're here with me. I'm sure KQ will be happy to give you time off to go to somebody else's. Oh, they're already complaining. <laughs> you know that panel I'm on I in Chicago? I sarcasm. You know I'm on that panel in Chicago next month? Yes. They're, like, arguing with me if they pay my airfare. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> It's just radio. Well, television, radio, newspapers yeah. have all gone insane. Big They're difference. All nuts. Well, you know, it's they wouldn't want any exposure for their. No, they wouldn't want that. But um, crazy people. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you definitely have to go. You have to eat at Myolino in the Gramercy Hotel. Yeah, you should stay at the really Gramercy good. Hotel. And yeah, you'd have a ball. Think KQ would pay for us? <laughs> no, no. no okay. Hey, listen, it's just it is so funny, and people think it's a joke, but. It's so funny to have been a place for 33 years and made all this dough for them. Yeah. And half the building hates my guts. It's hilarious. Oh, they do. They resent the hell out of me. Why? Really? They just... Well, look I'm at them. I'm not the most even. <laughs> I'm not the most even keel guy in the world. Resenting resentment from uh, your this, wife this, as well. I'm gonna follow up over yeah, here. My you wife know, is so... very resentful. My own wife is resentful. That's Tell great. me why you resent. I just thought I'd hop on the bed. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't exactly the most popular guy over at Carol Levin either. Yeah. Why is that? I'm still not. Really. Oh, God, they See, went after I, me a couple of months ago that I was really? mean and horrible. Yeah. Oh, I said, were you yeah, mean and horrible? F off. I told them to F off. Okay. No. Well, it's a strategy. I am not mean and horrible. <laughs> F off. See, what, they, what you understand, what they don't understand. What's that? Is that Jonathan is Jonathan, and when he's on the radio, he's a bigger version of Jonathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way. I'm, I am who I am. But it's a much bigger, louder version of who I really am on the radio. Yeah. Right. It's not fake or anything. It's just being, trying to be entertaining, I yeah. guess. <laughs> and some people don't like that. Right. So right. tell me who you me. really are. Uh-oh. I really am. <laughs> don't get started with Joan. <laughs> no. Oh, really? She'll be crying shortly anyway. Going to tear up. I might. We're, well, mm. see, that's a good thing. So mm. I'm really, really glad you came in today. Cool. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that you go to New York. You got to go to New York because it's fantastic. So, Joan, what's the latest? What's the latest? I have a new grandbaby. Oh, God. See, now, don't start with that. Don't start? Because we got, we got a brand new grandson. You do? And, yeah, and he's six weeks old now. Wow. That's Congratulations. Two. Thank you. And she will not tell me she loves me anymore. She's telling me she loves me all the time. Oh, it's a game. She really? will not She's tell me. She's playing this you game your, with you him. Lo- she calls me Bop Bop because she was trying to say Papa. 
yeah. when she was little, but she couldn't say it. She, so she goes, Bop Bop. And she still calls me Bop Bop. She's in the 50% of the people who resent you now. See? <laughs> she could work at Care 11. Yeah. It'd be phenomenal. It'd You've be got fantastic. the new one? Still, yeah, perhaps, on your side. Yeah, that might be tough. Yeah, we, we were on the phone. With, we FaceTime almost every morning. And she's... Uh, <laughs> Tom's so desperate for her to hug him and kiss him, you know. <laughs> and, oh, she, and she knows this, and she's too. Oh, yeah. So no she's just, compl- yeah, she's oh, yeah. completely contrary to yeah. everything. Yeah, kids you know, don't perform. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. No. Oh, do you love Bop Bop? Andy. You yeah. love Andy. Andy. I love Andy. <laughs> Honest to God. She'll it's do just... anything to. And then she drive thinks I'm nuts. being s- silly. Oh, hold your grandchild. Well, I have. We have a four-year-old. We have a one-year-old, and we have a seven, eight-day-old. Oh, eight days yeah. old. Brand yeah. So it's new, new. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Still has so a new car look, smell. It new car smell <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So if I look a little tired, that's I'm doing overnight duties. You don't duties. look tired at all. Oh, You're ready to go. I'm radiant. Yeah. You're radiant. It's yeah. true. <laughs> radiant um, with exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's so interesting about that, because there's a there's a hard part of that too, because you realize. That you're at the back end of it now. <laughs> you really do. I mean, you, as soon as you have grandkids, it's like, ooh, I'm next to go. You know right. what? I just right. posted on Facebook <laughs> yesterday circle, yeah. about how I'm thinking about mortality oh, so yeah. much more. I mean, no both of my parents it. gone. My sister's gone. It's like I'm at the top of the Ferris wheel. You know? <laughs> I've got grandkids coming along. <laughs> you lost a sister? Yeah. How yeah. old was she? Uh, she was 52 when she Oh, when God. Rest her soul. That was yeah. way too young. Yeah, and she was... Awesome human she's being. Cool. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Like oh, you're of... right. She's going to start crying, Joe. No! Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Vince Flynn, you remember Vince Flynn, oh, of course? Oh, yeah. He, he used to call her Crybaby. Yeah, that was. Like from across the restaurants. Hey, Crybaby. How are you? No. In the Target parking lot, in Costco, <laughs> in restaurants. Yeah. Everywhere Cry we've seen baby. him. Yeah. I still have his phone, his phone number on my telephone. Dude. Wow. I just can't take it off there. I don't know why that is. Let's hope it doesn't ring. Because that would be creepy. <laughs> that, would be, that would be creepy. He's just calling me. Yeah, he Time was, really is up. He was an amazing guy. He told yeah. me a story one time. Uh, he was at, We were in New York. Mm-hmm. We went there. Actually, we went there to have dinner with Brian Williams and his wife. And, you know, that was back when Brian still worked uh, the, on the big show. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there were a whole bunch of people there. Mitch Dolan, who was the, the president of ABC Radio when they owned KQRS. We had a wonderful time. But we're there with... Vince and Lisa, we're walking down the street. He said, you know, that was a weird thing a couple of years ago, right over there. I said, why was it weird? And he said, I was walking down the street. This guy went, Vince, Vince Flynn, I love your books, man. I looked over and it was President Clinton. (laughs) I was like, what? That's got to be a little odd when the President of the United States is going, hey, Vince. Vince, notice me, notice me. Wow. I feel bad. I'm Never read a Vince Flynn book. Well, it's not your kind of deal. <laughs> no, it's probably not. No, it's not your kind of deal. But I bet deal. he was really good at it. I, he was tall, very muscular, handsome, really smart. I hated him. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's not to hate? For sure. Try hanging out with him and, and Frank Vassalero at the same time. Uh, so the three of us did. would go out. Lisa and, oh, yeah. and right, yeah. Amelia. Yeah. So there's me. And there's, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, you, know, you just want to be in the other corner. I gave up going out with them because yeah, I just can't exactly. dress for it. You know, it's like oh, I got jeans, I've got leggings. That's pretty much it. So. We we did say at Rosalie Vassalero's uh, memorial, only Amelia would wear that a dress to a memorial. No, <laughs> only Amelia. It was like I'm either going to a funeral or the Oscars. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. We gotta talk about your project right after this, right? Sure. Yes. Sounds good. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds and have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. 
Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD, or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare-bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. Oh, you got to play a little Michael for us. I loved Michael Jackson. Not as a human, but as a singer. Oh, my gosh. You know. Best concert. Wow. Oh, yes. So I about the Met Center. Not yeah. as a yeah, human. Yeah, we did, too. Yeah, it was phenomenal. We were with Passolt, I think. With, you were passed? With, yeah. yeah. God, what a piece of work that guy is. We haven't seen him in years, but he and his first wife, Lisa. We went, yeah, Lisa. We he was a big fan Michael of mine, Jackson. too. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, Jeff, well, I've known Jeff since he was 17 years old. Really? Yeah, David Passolt and I used to play football together, along wow. with, you know, Cliff Siegel, who's now Lauren yeah. Siegel. Yeah. But, you know, he was the quarter, greatest quarterback transgender person in history. That, That's all I'm saying. That, wow. That's all I'm saying. That's cool. It is. It was really, really great. It was a wonderful time. But I've known Jeff since. So he brings, Dave Passolt brings his little brother, Jeff. And I end up working with the guy for 900 years, yeah. 20 years later, 25 years later. Isn't life crazy when it you is. look yeah. backwards at it? And you oh, go, God, oh, yes. wait. That, you, know, you, you don't know when those big life moments are showing up and your life is changing. It's no, and, it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Now, you guys yeah. are working on a project. I want to hear about it. Yeah, no, it's kind of Hi, weird. I'm Hi, I'm Joan. Good to nice to meet Joe you. And jo- Joey um, and Joni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird because I didn't start out to do a project. It's just right. kind of been, you know... I don't want to say it's who I've been my whole life, but it's what I've been no. fascinated by. And what I hope to be most of my life is just a sense of um, being present with other people, respecting them, you know, being kind to them. It's always been the first thing I ask when people go and meet somebody who's famous. It's like, okay. were they kind to you? Were yeah. They nice to yeah you? I've had so many occasions where they haven't been. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of popped up. I I was considering leaving Facebook after the last election just because oh, it was kind of like holy. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't well, do I, it. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just start posting stuff about the littlest things that you could possibly do in your life that might make you feel better about the world. And when you work in TV news, you have to distill everything down to like the smallest thing. And so I distilled down action to. Well, maybe you could think a kind thought. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe you could. <laughs> you know? Maybe, I mean, yeah. that's it. I mean, or uh, maybe you could think a kind thought about yourself. That's probably more likely, you know? So I just felt like maybe I'd start planting little seeds. Like, well, if you think you want the world to be a better place, why don't you just try doing that? Start with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Right. I know. It's a little no, it, that makes simple, total sense. but I'm all about the simple because people don't do complicated. If you told them that they had yeah. to go out and they needed to found a nonprofit and they needed to, you know, go to Africa and they needed to, you know, this is just like sit in your chair and think a kind <laughs> thought. Ooh, you know, I got to give people, I can give people an interviewing tip. Yeah. Just now. Because I don't, I don't ever look ahead to see who my guests are going to be. I didn't right. know you guys were coming in today because wow. I don't do that I on heard purpose. That. Yeah, because you, you would that, have yeah. made sure made sure that we were not going to be <laughs> so you don't here. Know. Probably, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be here today. <laughs> like so cut the, them. So the greatest thing is, I looked up at the board and it says it was either kinder or kinder, and I didn't know which it was. So I said, "Oh, you're working on a project." <laughs> it's actually both. It is yeah, both. It okay, is we'll both. see. There you go. Yeah. So the kinder thing, um, we we just got together with a friend of ours who's a what? No, I was just laughing at that because oh. you were talking to Joe McHale about that a, a couple of weeks ago about not preparing for the show, and yeah, he oh, said yeah. something about so tell me about your project, t- your project, and, and you know because he knows that's his cue and nobody has a clue of what the show's about. <laughs> anyway, I heard that you're talking about that. I, I laughed at that. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, and I then not preparing for a show. Funny. I mean, that's I think that's. 
That's really. I'm a big cool. fan of not preparing. I really am. I'm a huge fan of not preparing. But I will tell you something. Yeah. I, I met you first. What a twenty years ago. Yeah. So longer than that, maybe. Yeah. We've maybe spoken a total of forty-five seconds. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I always got the impression that you were a very giving person. But I, I know a lot of people you've worked with, and yeah. they, we've talked about that in the yeah. past. You were always a very giving person and a very kind person. And... I try. Well, I used they, to uh, not be able to get work done at Care 11 because people would just come sit at my desk and tell me about their lives. <laughs> so I got a little bit up, of the yeah. Lucy in the Peanuts thing going on. But... <laughs> got your five-cent psychiatrist yeah. deal going. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. But so, the Kinder Project, it is kinder or kinder because we, we were talking with a, a friend of ours who works in education. She's trying to retool education to be, you know, a little less industrial. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were talking to her about kindness, and we came up with the idea of going and interviewing kids about kindness. So it is oh, kinder, so and it is kinder. kinder. And we've been talking to kids between the ages of five, and our oldest was 14. And it's just, to me, it's just been amazing. The kids are much deeper and much more heartfelt and much more aware than you would ever imagine. Where does and that go? I, you is know, it beaten out of you I by think, the time I, you get out of high school. That's a great question. I think, yeah, I, I mean, think it's the amazing. culture is a mold in some ways. Yeah, you know, and so you you work to fit into the mold, and and it isn't cool to be True. soft and kind. It's cool yep. to be kind of edgy and to and to take people down. It's so these kids are brilliant, and every. One of them, I've taken aside and looked them in the eyes and said, "I'm so grateful you're in the world because yeah, yeah. because they have at least they have a core knowledge of what's kind and what is necessary and what they want to feel in the world." So that's and yeah. again, I didn't know I had a kinder project or a kindness project. <laughs> that's a YouTube it's channel just, and people are talking yeah, about it. But when you talk yeah, about it, so. it's 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 the being cool thing. One of the guys we talked to was kind of the older guy. His name was Jeremiah. But he was talking about when kids, you know, start fighting on playgrounds and mm -hmm. they want to start pounding each other, and then everybody kind of eggs them on, mm -hmm. pound, 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 you know, takes pictures and do whatever. And he goes, "Wouldn't it be cool if it was the other way around? Couldn't it be cool if you backed out of the fight? You, it wasn't cool to get into a fight, and people went, hey, good job, you Man, backed out of the yeah. fight. You're, so you're just, strong. You just you're yeah. just flipping the the thinking a little bit. Yeah. And if that became cool, then maybe that would spread a little bit more. But I thought that was kind of an interesting yeah. look at it. Yeah, I liked him. But so it's just been educational, and and this this thing I never people started talking to me about my kindness project, and it's like we're just kind of living our life and seeing what we can do, and you know it's no money maker, it's just like heart based stuff. Yeah, so that's a wonderful. Um, yeah, so it's it's grown, and <laughs> yeah, I post regularly about kindness, and people will talk to me about how it's changed how they look at themselves or how they walk in the world, and. Maybe we could splice it into political ads. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, I know. we were talking about that this morning. Just, how that would be a good idea. We interrupt like, this program yeah, for a nice message. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember back when we were at Care 11 or right after I left, we did a series called Something to Think About, which oh, yeah. was 30 yep. second spots because we knew that people would tune away if it was longer <laughs> or if it was a set segment somewhere because mm, people right. go, ah, I don't want to watch that. But if it's like this road bump in their life where they can't really avoid it yeah you know <laughs> so yeah we've we've been doing this oh, we've done all time. kinds of stuff like something to think about we did one voice you know where it's kind of almost mm -hmm. that kind of same thing yeah i call them darts just keep throwing them out there until something sticks see what happens but you were talking this, this morning about that happiness i mean what what are you so happy about tom yeah what up so, <laughs> so <I was> asked, <laughs> hold on yeah. we got another sarcastic <laughs> another sarcastic <laughs> smile over here from <laughs> yeah, thanks honey that's great it's great to be here with you here. I'm never nice sure to be here. <laughs> it was. I have a huge problem. I've been talking. We've been talking on this show and, and the uh, morning show for five years now about how television, radio, and newspaper better wake up mm -hmm. and stop right. taking such a definite position. You need to serve all of the people, right. not just the ones you like. Yeah. It's destroying television. But do you know what? It feels like this has happened in almost every corporation, every company. I think every company starts as a service company. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. And then you get a little more success, and somehow you have to serve yep. someone else. Maybe just the person at the top, or maybe the shareholders. shareholders but are, the mm -hmm. service aspect of it is is gone. Now it's entertainment. You know, now it's, you know, dividing people up into groups. Now we've got these people that we have to speak to. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not being a service organization. That's, what, that's the news I got into, was more service oriented yeah see that would be good. we'd cover city you know, council meetings and in, stuff like that in my life my mother was an ardent democrat she wasn't nuts like they are you know like 
both parties are now. Yeah. Right. She just loved the fact, like JFK was her all-time idol because he was a Catholic president. Yeah. He's only Catholic yeah, president. Huge. Right. Huge for yeah. my mother. Right. My mother had three pictures in the house. She had the Pope. She had JFK and she had Dean Martin. <laughs> See, ours is Frank Sinatra and Johnny. Yeah. There you go. There you go. No stereotypes here. <laughs> you know. Not that they're Catholic. Uh, where where at all. are your other five kids, Hanky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really? right. That's exactly Hanging it. in her bedroom was Frank Sinatra and Johnny. So I, I, I uh, Bobby and Steve's asked me to just go be kind of a greeter and a welcomer at, at their event yesterday. So yep. I went from T box, C box, and said hello to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I met between the people that worked there and the people uh, that were playing and all the rest. It was about 200 people. Every one of them were really nice. They were very yeah. focused on why they were there. Yeah. Very pleasant, had nothing but nice things to say about it. They were talking about people on the show, and I like this person, that person, this. They were very, very pleasant. They were happy. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they, they were remembering Steve because Steve from Bobby and Steve's Auto World died of blood cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were remembering him in a very positive and happy way. And then I went to a Nutramos dinner last night because I lost 80 pounds on Nutramos. I'm going to drop another 12 and a half. I was going to ask you. You found 92.5 pounds. Get it? What? <laughs> <laughs> but I, might, I might go down more than that. I might get, I might get down to like 215. I haven't been two fifteen since I was nine in ninth grade. So I might wow. that seems like a mistake. <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah, you don't want to go back too to much. ninth grade. Ninth grade kind of sucks. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know? ninth grade did yeah. Suck. Why don't you go back to maybe freshman in college or senior Never went in to high college. school? I went to college for one day. See, I, we, neither of well, us are college what? graduates either. I went for really? one day and there was nowhere to park, so I quit. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> True story. I understand. That's awesome. Actually, I, I went to one class. What that. was it? Psychology. Uh, and I hated the professor. Oh, God, you pompous jackass. Uh, Let me tell you something. Oh, God, I can't listen uh, to this for four, six, five years. years however long it'll be. You actually right. have a professor <laughs> teaching you? For, yeah, maybe for, not. For level? <laughs> maybe just some other pompous ass. I don't know what it is. I took a speech class and was told never to do that again. Oh. <laughs> Why? I got, because I was really bad at it, apparently. At speech? Yeah, it was the first speech I ever gave. It was at UMD, and, and she said, put something together, five minutes. I did five minutes. I was scared as all get out. And from the back of the room, I heard, never do that again. Oh. Well, that's kind of what you did for a living I know. for the longest time. And I never time. went back to the class either. Yeah, it's like, why would I go back? Yeah, why would you go back? Yeah. Who told you to not do radio because you'd put people to sleep? Oh, no. That was, I applied at WCCO TV before I got the job at oh, CARE okay. 11. Yeah. And I met with Reed Johnson, I think his name was. Yeah, Reed Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he looked at my tape. And he said, I cannot hire you. Your voice will put people to sleep. What's wrong with your voice? It will put people to sleep. You have a great voice, though. Yeah, but he didn't want that. He wanted he wanted a voice that was sharper and right. would oh. cut Good through. Evening, and... Tonight's news. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Joan, I'll be honest with you. I just did this speech. Uh, we, KQR's got the iconic radio station award or wow. whatever. So I did a speech. And I'm, this is a true story. Yeah. Absolutely true. So... After about 1975, I had been fired so many times that nobody would hire me. Yeah. So I went into record business. I went to work for Capitol Records. And I called on KQRS. Tack Hammer was the PD there. I remember Tack Hammer. Okay. This is a true story. (laughs) Yeah. I am not making this up. So I go in there one day, and he's all depressed. And I said, Tack, what's the matter with you? And he goes, ah, radio's headed down a bad path. I just don't like it. This is underground radio. This is like radio for the people, and it's just going to go away. I know it's going to go away, and I'm, I really feel bad about it. I said, well, I don't know. He goes, look, let me tell you something. This station in the future will be called KQ92, and you'll be the morning guy. That's how bad it's going to be. <laughs> Oh my God! That was five years before I took the job. Are you kidding? Wow! Actually, it was ten years before I took it for real. Well, nine wow. years. He told me that in 1977. I went. I, I worked there in 1982 for a short time. Then I got fired again. I know it's hard to believe. But <laughs> 1986, April 17th, 1986, he predicted that I would be the morning man and to be called KQ92. Wow! <laughs> oh but he thought that was horrible. That's the great part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that stuck in your head and you were like, yes, I will? Or was it him just being a... I, I just... I put, well, like you, uh, I've put up with a lot of that in my career. Yeah. Oh, you're never going to make it. You oh have my no gosh. shot. You have no chance. I had red hair. They said nobody should have red hair in news. <laughs> they, they said because... That, 
Tom Kirby, the news director at the time, told me that it was distracting for people, and I needed hair. I needed to go blonde, and I needed to yeah. He showed what? me he showed me what hair I was supposed to have out of the back of a wig catalog. Oh, and it was called the Nancy. After Nancy Reagan. Oh, na- oh yeah. I was like, take yeah, this to Rock a Welta Belly and see if you can make him do this on your Honest head. I mean, it was that hairsprayed yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> and he once came up to me right before a show and said, your hair looks like, you know. Uh, really? Yeah, it's like that. It's like, thank you. Go break a leg. You and I have a lot of the same uh, things. What? That, oh, God. I don't, I don't know what it is. But they thought, you, you've got a terrible voice. Oh, my God. Oh, they did. They thought, it's too raspy and nobody will like it. But the one nice thing that did happen was great because I said when I was 18 years old, I went over to Hubbard and said, you should hire me. And they did just to do the Jesus tapes on Sunday. And then it was weekends and then it was overnights. Then it was 10 to 2 and, you know, just kind of advanced that way. I said, the amazing thing about that is I had been fired from every job I ever had. And Ginny Hubbard's here today in the audience. And I would like to say that I think Ginny wanted to fire me too, but she was only nine years old. And there was a pause and she goes, I was two. <laughs> that's a great line. Oh my God. That is cool. Joan, I think that's I think it's kinda more common than we think. I think a lot of people are told you suck and you should not be in this business. Right. I agree. Especially right. in this business. I don't know other businesses, but I would say yeah. especially in this business. Well, certainly with social media now, they're constantly oh. I mean, the people are constantly I'm so telling you I'm that not. you suck and yeah. you look terrible. Oh, oh, why are you wearing mean. that? And I can't believe your hair. Yeah. And oh, That's true. They used to have call-in sheets, and that was bad enough. Like anybody who called in... Pat Miles used to call it Voices from the Insane Asylum. <laughs> they, would, oh, yeah. they, they would call in and they would just tell you the worst stuff. Like somebody told me that I was Satan. You know, it's like you were Satan. Yeah, I don't seem Satan-like to me. Yeah, yeah. No. No, no, really you know, it. he's changed. I gotta t- take a two-minute break. He's on we'll social be, media. At. Yeah, we'll be right back oh, in two minutes more. Right. With I'm gonna go with Joni and Joe this time. I'm just gonna flip-flop. Awesome. We'll be right back in two minutes, Tom Bernard. I'll miss you. <laughs> Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now, 651-748-4477, or visit them online at drivewithpriority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Ooh, I love this song. Joe Brandmeier, Joan Stephan. You still go by Joan Stephan? I go by Joan Stephan Brandmeier. Just oh, to complicate things, sure. Because Catherine goes by Catherine Brandt, so everybody thinks my name is Tom Brandt. <laughs> So I appreciate it's it. It makes name. life easier. It does. <laughs> yeah, for her, it makes it a lot easier. There's no doubt about it. Oh, you're married to that. Uh, yes. You could always mispronounce the last name, like <laughs> Catherine Baynard or something yeah, like Maynard. that. That's yeah, still too close. No, it's not going to work. So how are, you, how are you putting out the Kinder Kinder project? How are you getting it out okay. there? You know, it, it sounds like we should have a plan. We have no plan. It's just well, a thing, you know? We put it, we have it, on, we have it on YouTube. Um, we ha- it has its own YouTube channel, so you can look up Kinder and a Hopeful Idea is what it is. You know what it did for me already right. is you were talking about being kinder. Mm-hmm. When I was four years old, we lived at 1200 Spruce Place, which is right across the street from Loring Park, where Idle Hospital used to be. Yeah. It was right across the street. Okay. I lived there when I was four years old. And I was an innocent kid, right? I just, yeah. I was a four-year-old kid, and I went to 
I started kindergarten when I was four years old. I started school early. Wow. Was right Why? across the street at Emerson School. Yeah. Because he's smart? Because I, I, I apparently... They wanted you out of the house? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I was. But um, I remember <laughs> I was playing in the you Emerson... You and Tyrone? Yeah, me and Tyrone, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was playing over at the Emerson uh, Grammar School mm-hmm. playground. Mm-hmm. And I walked back across the street. I was only four years old. I'm wandering around downtown oh Minneapolis gosh. by myself. And nobody ever bothered me, ever. Wow. When we lived on Plymouth Avenue, I was 10 years old. Yeah. I used to walk from Bryant and Plymouth down to the Gopher or State Theater or Orpheum Theater back when there were movie theaters, see a movie, and then walk back home. Nobody ever bothered me. Wow. Never. Wow. It's not now, happening anymore. Oh, no. God, no. There's, no. But what you're talking about, I understand completely. Yeah. And where Thank it changed you. for me, and I'm wondering if this happens to everybody. I was coming back home from Emerson School. We lived right across the street, so I'm just walking across the street. Mm-hmm. And I looked down the block, and there was probably about a fourth grade or something like that, and a second grader. Mm-hmm. And the fourth grader was choking the second grader with Jeez. a bicycle inner tube, oh my choking God. the hell out of him. And I thought, why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. I had never seen anything like that in my life. Mm-hmm. And it made a huge uh, impression on me. And what it just it came flooding back. That people would be that mean to somebody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was choking the hell out of that yeah, second grade. Yeah, a little grader. kid like that, too. Yeah, and a little wow. kid. I mean, so he had to be, what, 11 in fourth grade? Because don't you yeah. start school usually when you're six? Six, five or six. Yeah. yeah. Five or six. Five yeah. Or six. But as soon as you brought up that kind of thing, that came flooding right back wow. into my yeah. brain going, yeah, well, that's, you, you're just exposed to the world and it takes some of that kindness out of you. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to expose yourself as being too weak. Kindness is weak. You right. know? Exactly. That's what they think. That, yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing. You, you're people right. will discount kindness. It's like, yep. but, you know, it's like a drop of water will wear away a rock eventually. <laughs> right. you know? That's true. So, I've seen it happen. And I, get, yeah. I get that a lot too as, as a director. I do a lot of oh, yeah. huge productions with lots of crews and whatever else. And I happen to be a nice director. And, and people mm-hmm. always come up to me going, man, how can you do that? Directors are usually kind of assholes. But I always say fun. the same thing is don't let kindness you know, get perceived as weakness because exactly. right. That, right. it's not true that way. No, no not at all. Kind. And plus, I, again, I know we don't want to get into politics here, but I mean, when you look at the state of things, it feels like it's okay to hate. It's okay to, oh, it does. to pound on somebody, to choke them with a thing and good yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's right. the part that I hate the most. I mean, I don't care if you're red or blue or whatever color you are in the, in the political world, but if it, I don't like that it makes it okay to hate somebody. I couldn't agree uh, more. And that's, no. I think that's just one of those things where you're just like, let's try to bust that up a little bit. Well, yeah. and I think we we need to caretake our children a little bit with this too, because, like you said, you've got you. What was he? Eleven, and all of us already. He was in that, that state. Hateful. That hateful he, thing. He was. He was that um, hateful there, at eleven years old. There's an author named uh, Bruce Lipton, Doctor Bruce Lipton, and he wrote the Biology of Belief. And um, we had him on as a member. I yeah. I really? adore yeah. that man. He's the only man I've ever written to who was in that kind of arena who wrote back. So I give oh, someone go. great credit for yeah. for that. But. Um, he says between the age of zero and seven, kids are just theta, they're in the theta brain state, mm-hmm. which is basically a hypnotic state. So everything you take in, everything you see, everything that is, you know, they see modeled like that relationship, that's how people are married, that's how people um, act. They take that in and that becomes the foundation of their belief system. Right. Until so, seven. Yeah. So yeah, around that. Makes that. sense. And mm-hmm. so you look at that kid who was 11 years old and something in, had been told to him, like, no, you no. better get to them before they get to that's you. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I just, I, you know, I just especially want our kids to understand that there are different choices and, and to hold the, on to the things they were talking to, right. to us about. I was going to say, one of the kids literally said there are more nice people than there are mean people and this is a six-year-old kid so if he can yeah. figure that out that's right so seems sweet. like we should be able to figure I know, it out somehow. i watched i watched a couple of them on your on your channel and i was just like that's what we were going for yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know unfortunately and andy knows more about this than i do andy understand again andy knows everything about medicine but he won't go to medical school which pisses me off to no end but anyway okay um, wow Let's talk about that. Andy, how do you feel about that? (laughs) Freud had a theory, and I guess it holds pretty true, that exactly what you talked about happened at seven happens. And then at nine, you begin to lose all memory of when you were two, three, and four. Yes, Yes. but you're left with the belief. I don't think that's Freud. I think that's just, you know. I thought Freud was the one who came up with the theory. That when you're not, see, because I can remember stuff that happened when I was three. Mm. Oh, you can. Wow. Yeah. And maybe even a little. My first memory in life is 
walking in a stream with a diaper on, so I had to be two something. We yeah. hope. Maybe I was just a. Well, yeah, maybe I was five or six. Yeah. Or was it last week? It depends. Might have been last week. It depends. But I, I was walking a very shallow creek. It's about an inch. It was just a flow of water. Yeah. And I stepped on a, a piece of glass and cut my foot. Wow. And I remember looking at my foot and watching it bleed. At two. I why well, was I had to be out of diapers? What two and a half, Catherine? Yeah. Like, like I said, that. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> wow. So yeah. That, but that was a very violent memory. <clears throat> yeah. And. The impression that I got years later, I, I, it didn't seem like this way at the time, but, but years later I thought, I just realized the world is a dangerous place. And that's why you don't like taking off your shoes. You know, stuff like wow. that. Yeah. He never takes his wow. shoes off, ever. Moment, you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. That stuff like that, You, I've, I've interviewed so many people about stuff like that, like yeah. the experiences I've had as yep. kids, and then there are so many aha moments when you go, oh, it's still happening yeah. in my life. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. there's so much. When it I, absolutely is. When I was four and a half, yeah. four and a half, I uh, had my tonsils out. Uh-huh. And uh, to this day, I, I, my, your parents wouldn't stay with you at the hospital. So it was, it was, it was an element of that. Yeah. But I remember uh, going to the hospital. Uh-huh. I don't remember getting there or anything like that, but I do remember going to the operating room, breathing ether, which yeah. you don't oh, even you don't, you don't don't do that in the hospital. It's so yeah. dangerous. Breathing ether. And I was sold the bill of goods that says, you're going to have this tonsils out. You can have as much ice cream as you want to drink. And I said, easy sell. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that, had that surgery. They said, uh, I, t- I said, uh, the nurse said, would you like some ice cream? I said, why do you think I'm here? <laughs> I said, of course I want some ice cream. So they, uh, they give me the ice cream. I eat the ice cream. I take a bite. I swallow it. I couldn't eat it because it hurt so bad. Yep. And those experiences e- have affected my practice in that yeah. I want my patients to have informed consent yes. yeah. because I was lied to. Yeah. And I want my patients to have as little pain as possible because I knew how horrible that was. Yeah. Wow. And, that, and that's, that, that's exactly... That impression between you know zero and seven mm-hmm. it, it creates the foundation for your life philosophy. And everybody has a life philosophy, it you know. You, you know, I didn't realize this until about two or three years ago. Yeah. So why, why would I act like this? Who cares? Isn't that interesting? Because you're not aware of it. It isn't necessarily right. conscious. It's right. just operating your system. That's you right. Know? It's it's so uh, it, it it guides you in ways that sometimes are difficult to understand, and maybe psychotherapy is some of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. If it, it, that's how that all works, you're trying mm-hmm. to understand those experiences and how they've affected you. Yeah, I love talking to people about stuff like that. I do that would too. be my I, my dream job is to just sit down and talk to people about. Well, like, you can do a podcast called, and interview yeah, people. Podcasting. You should. Yeah, you I really should. I love the Kinder Project yeah. podcast. Yeah, but don't like video it because the hair, you know, and your yeah, voice. Yeah, exactly. hair. Your you voice will put people to sleep. You might, might help people listen to it at night so people go to sleep. <laughs> right. Just so you know, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> it's like before you go to bed. <laughs> I'm John Stephan. So take that advice. Take that advice because the only reason Tom does his podcast is because my wife told him to do the podcast. That's true. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? That is true. And she has great power over you? She does, yes. Why? <laughs> She's a very strong willed <laughs> Have you known her for a long time? A long time. Yeah? Since so, you were seven? <laughs> Catherine and she are really good friends. And, yeah. Well, the four of us are all really good friends. You know, something just struck me in the middle yeah. of that conversation you guys were having, talking about uh, your red hair is terrible and you don't feel like, you know, and I, I'm never going to make it. I'd be the worst thing ever having on radio. Yeah. It, it just struck me. It, it's no wonder that a lot of people in television, radio, things like that, have massive egos. It's to protect themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Isn't that sad? They're protecting yeah. themselves by having a massive ego. I always longed for a massive ego. It looked, <laughs> it, it yeah, looked like a lot more fun. Yeah, you know, I would just go home and cry. But I think it's just to protect themselves. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you have to. I mean, yeah, I think if you're the, really especially big, yeah. now. I mean, oh, slings no. and arrows from every oh, every corner. You can't go on. They, somebody who's like super, super famous could just never go on social media. No, yeah. could they? I was talking to a friend who has a show. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Have, right. Oh, Jesus tells people to have Right, right, right. right. <laughs> what kind of sandals are those? <laughs> no, right? Those were out two years ago. Uh, but I have a friend who works on, Jesus a, on a show. <laughs> I saw him the other night. You really suck. His hair. Look at his hair. It's look at his hair. Gross. Look at that face. Really? Those sandals. Fasting in the desert. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, somebody would find something. Yeah, absolutely. You said the other day something. Oh, I, I was talking to a friend the other day who has a, a show, and she has to have somebody read her email and send along the stuff oh. that is just, you know, that's that's 
critical in a good way, you know, or right. kind, because right. so much of it is just... Have that. Yeah. That's something that people have now. Is oh, like really? A, yeah. A social yeah. media like a pass honor. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a taster for the king. It's like, exactly. <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> is that like a virtual yeah, assistant would do that? Who, how do you yeah. get one of those? I don't know. You hire yeah, someone. TV show. Oh. I guess. And it's strictly just to <laughs> just weed to out. filter out the, yeah. the stuff that crazy people. That, the stuff that's that not. You can't yeah, go on the air helpful. after you after you read. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know what I love most about it is mm. getting blame for things I had nothing to do with. <laughs> they go, you did that. I did not. I first of all, I'm not even an employee of KQRS. I'm a private contractor. Um. I don't work for KQRS. I cannot hire people. I cannot fire people. I have no vote. But everybody thinks I somehow run that whole business over there. You have a commanding it's, presence. Why well, don't people laugh off? Just like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. Like, but he takes his shoes off. <laughs> he does, he's kind enough to take his shoes off and act like a decent human. It's wonderful to have intelligent conversation. You can't have this on television and radio. No. That's what I... There's no room for it. I know. That was my... I've always thought... Uh, yeah, I've always thought I'd love to do radio, but nobody wants to do the radio that I want to do. But you should do podcasting that's because it. that's a whole different yeah. deal. You'd yeah. love it. You too should do a podcast. It again. sounds like it requires a lot of work. No, <laughs> Technical it work. No, it does not. No. Nope. No. Money? Make, does it require money? Not a lot of whole money. Nope. No, not, not at all. Okay, I'm in. When would you, what, what time of day did you want to use it? I don't know. You, I mean, what, well, what fits for the two of you to do a, a podcast? You mean to sit down and talk yeah. during that time? Um, I'm uh, up by nine most that's days. Your thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the I'm the uh, behind the scenes guy. I mean, it's it's she has amazing ideas, and I'm usually the guy who kind of brings them to life. Because so that's you, what would be good about the podcast. Yeah, because yeah, you work you, together well. Right. No, we've been doing it for a long time. You're yeah. not a big fan of phones. You can't call her. She just. Yeah, don't call me. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I don't, hate telephones. I hate. You know what I figured out? One of the reasons why I hate telephones is because I need to see what's happening in your face. The eyes, yeah. Yeah, the like eyes are a big you, deal. If, time? if you were sitting there and you were silent and I was on the phone, it'd be like, oh dear God, what's going on? But you know, <laughs> now I can look at you and it's like, oh, he's thinking, or oh, he's got a smile on his face. Yeah. I need the visual. He's happy. I, I need the that. contact. I do understand. Well, you could FaceTime everybody instead of... I don't know. The problem that I do have... I'm done with being on camera. <laughs> the problem that I have, and I have a huge problem with it, is that I've reached that point in my life now where 99% of people who call me want something. Oh. Yeah. And that's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Oh, could you get... Could you do this... Could, I just don't answer the phone anymore. I go, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for voicemail, identi- or yeah, voicemail or identify. I can't. Where am Caller I? ID. Yes, caller ID. Thank you. That's old now, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. You're right. Kind of a data. You should put that pager away, though. I know. You have a pager. No, no. They tried to put a month. They tried to put a pager on me at Care 11 so I could oh, be on did. call. It's like no. No, God, no. you don't need that. Mm-mm. You don't need that. You should come in. And you know anybody that engineers? Mm-mm. We could figure that out. You should just try it here. You could use this studio and try it. Yeah. A lot of people. That's the other thing about how many different podcasts started by using our equipment. Oh, really? Oh, about 20. Sick. Really? I don't know oh, if yeah. it's that many, but oh, it's, it's quite a, a lot. few. It's a lot. Wow. So why shouldn't you? Everybody as else long as do you it. don't leave dirty dishes on the floor like yeah, the don't do that. Did, oh, you could use the studio. Can, really? you stay for, can you stay for another 15 minutes? I you can gotta stay go. until you kick me out. Do you up. have to go, Joe? No, I'm good. I'm good. So quarter after two would be okay? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Excellent. We'll be right back in about three minutes. Tom Bernard Show.